there is change happening every microsecond. And you have to understand that it is for you to live and thrive. And if you believe that life always works in your favor and, and life has this ability to support uh, everything that's within this universe, then understand that you have the belief and you can have the belief, you can choose to have the belief that life always works in your favor. In a world where there's so much noise and information, one podcast is on a mission to cut the fluff and get strategic. A place where you receive the latest tips to expanding your leadership, optimizing your business, and ways to become a truly peak performance human. Now, get ready as your host, Jake Havron, is here to help you live the strategic life. There's this interesting thing called change and change is something that scares a lot of people but I know for a listener as yourself change is exciting change is something you want change is opportunity and the funny thing about that is it's only because you believe that right sometimes people have a belief that's change is scary change is stress change is anxiety and it's really comes down to what they've anchored into their past if they had change where family split up and that's that was a terrible change or change was where they lost their job and they didn't see the the light of day of that and um, you know we're not going to really talk about that type of change however I really wanted to dive into these principles these these factors that I've personally lived through uh, going through change because change is inevitable right the only thing that truly doesn't change is change itself and if we truly believe that we're in a universe, a world, uh, a realm where things are always expanding, things are always growing and dying, that means that there is change that is built into the molecular level of every single atom that's in this universe. And it's quite amazing when you think about it, but it's also tough when you think about it on a micro level, because usually micro level, that's when the most trauma happens. Um, and today we're going to dive into three principles to better embracing change. And these principles are not the only principles. There's going to be a lot of things that you personally know that maybe change uh, became better because you followed those principles, right? There'll be some other teachings that really encapsulate this better. And I'm not saying these are the only principles. However, when I really sat down and wanted to create this podcast for you and really, you know, bring massive value as my goal is always to do that, I wanted to simplify it into three principles that I know that uh, personally affected me and empowered me and allowed me to see different types of changes throughout my life and realize that it was working all in my favor. So uh, let's get into the three principles to better bracing change. Now, number one is asking better questions. And this topic is going to come up a lot when you are uh, listening to me, especially because once again, I truly believe the quality of questions determines the quality of your life. You know, the questions are what bring answers. Every single thing we do has a question to it. And if you say, does really every single thing have a question that creates an answer? Well, yeah, you just asked a question there, right? Questions are what are how our brain computes what's going on around us and gives an answer to create reality. Because if not, then you wouldn't be able to um, function or exist because you didn't you don't know how to experience a problem a situation or you know you don't know if you should run you should freeze you should fight you should ponder you should eat that food right your body has to your mind has to ask these questions 
And when you're going through change, there's actually a list of questions. There's four in particular. And if you want to take a, a note on these, these are really powerful. And pretty soon these questions will be subconsciously competent, meaning that they just come to you naturally. However, I want you to write these down if you would, because these questions will help to reframe and refocus how you're seeing this change. And a story that comes to mind before we go into these questions on asking the better question is when I recently moved here uh, from when I'm, when I'm recording this podcast to Summerlin, which is right outside of Las Vegas. And that was a big change. And a lot of people could say, oh, it's exciting. Um, you know, there's new opportunity. You're you know, by Vegas. There's all these events. And I agree. Like I, I, I do see all that. But the toughest thing for me was I love the water. You know, I love the water. I love the atmosphere. If you don't know, I moved from Southern California. I was beyond blessed to have a place right on the ocean down in Orange County. Uh, literally, I go to bed and I keep the door cracked and I'm hearing the ocean waves. That's how close I was. And that was my dream life. That was uh, being able to understand that just a few years before I was visualizing an oceanfront house and I had no clue how that would happen, but I made it happen. And so when I had to leave that, it was tough. It was, uh, you know, it was not ideal. I even grew up in Hawaii and I was around ocean the entire time. So to go into a desert, that was change. And I had to embrace this change and find right away what are the things that I could focus on, the questions I could ask and allow me to realize that, you know what, there might be some compromise, but what are the benefits out of this? And so there's four questions here. And this might be, you know, relatable to a change you're going through with a job, uh, with a relationship, with your family. Maybe your kids are going to college or they're uh, going from middle school to high school and they're going through their phase. You know, I had that phase in high school. This, this applies to everything. So the first question is, what can I learn from this? What can I learn from this? Because the moment you change, see that what I said right there, change. The moment you change your question from why is this happening or you know, what's going to, you know, what is this going to lead to in like the most terrible ways, you know, because that's where our brain goes. It's naturally negative. But you change the first question to what can I learn from this? It changes it to a growth mindset type of opportunity. So what can I learn from this? Well, I could learn that uh, being in Vegas will teach me to, number one, appreciate the ocean way more. It'll teach me that, you know what, I can make more of the opportunities I have. Uh, I could learn that, you know what, uh, change is a good thing and I'm not going to always be in the environment that I want to be. However, I will make the most out of every situation I'm at. And that's something that's very powerful. So there's so many things I could learn from this, right? It's, it's, this is a very uh, minute example, maybe comparatively to some of you that have gone through a loss in the family or something tragic or, you know, life threatening. One of my good friends, uh, Sarah, she was one of my first clients ever when I was back as a personal trainer, you know, seven years ago. She before that, she was living an amazing life. She was on TV. She was like a TV host. She was, you know, having fun. She was young. And one day she went out to go do uh, ATV ride in Utah and a terrible accident happened and she tumbled down the hill and the ATV landed on her and snapped her spine in half and instantaneously her entire life changed. Talk about change. And I, and I, I speak on behalf of her because we're now such great friends. I've supported her all the way. We've had an amazing uh, business partnerships that came up where we built an app for people with spinal cord injuries to help get their dream body no matter where they're in the world. And, and all that happened is because she finally realized seven years later when she went into the gym for the first time 
she asked the question of what can I learn from this? And I know that's probably subconsciously she was asking it, but she was like, what can I learn from this? Well, I'm going to make the most out of my body, even though I can't uh, function the bottom half of it anymore. I'm going to go and take care of it as best I can, because if I could do this, then there's a lot of other things I could do. And I know that's for a fact she was thinking that. And that was the question she asked is, what can I learn from this? The second question is, what's great about this change? Think about the positive here, right? Before we go to the negative, you got to think about the positive. What's great about this change? We could be going through a tough time right now, but what's great about this? Every time I have a business consulting call, I know that there are some fires. You know, my, my clients will be texting me like, Jake, I got to talk to you about this. This is happening. This is happening. I know it could be a lot of negative talk and, and it's okay to have negative talk. But the very first thing I do on these calls is I say, hey, you know, how are those wins? Tell me about them. What's going on before we talk about X, Y, Z. And I know that's a big problem, but what's the wins? Always put the focus on the wins. It's a great habit to have. And when you ask better questions, which is what's great about this change, you can realize, well, what's great about Vegas is that, you know what, we're actually in Summerlin, so we're not in the craziness. Um, I get to be with the love of my life. I'm, 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 I'm living with her and we're, we're uh, creating an incredible life where we're traveling together and doing business together and all these amazing things. Um, Vegas has all these events that we could go be part of. I get invited. I could drive 15 minutes. I'm there. Uh, there just goes on and on. I was like, okay, this is, this is great, right? Sarah, let's go back to her and, and shout out to you, Sarah. Uh, it's at Vertical Blonde on Instagram. Go, go follow her. She is beyond inspirational and she's doing some big things as well. At Vertical Blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E. I was not even planning to shout you out, Sarah, but shout out to Sarah. Uh, what's great about this change? Well, she realized that that change was definitely not that great right from the get-go. But after a while, when she really got the mindset and started to really get personally developed, she realized that there was a whole different type of community that really needed her. There was all these other men and women that had spinal cord injuries that maybe didn't have any hope left. And they didn't. I've seen it firsthand. And she gave them hope. And even beyond the people that had spinal cord injury, she gave a lot of hope to the people that are fully equipped and able to walk and move and they haven't been taking the fullest of their life. That is powerful, right? So what is great about this change? That's question number two. Number three is what is not great about this yet? What is not great about this yet? And that's something that you got to be real about with yourself. You got to understand that not everything is sunshine and rainbows and there are some things that are going to be still a struggle. And But the key word is yet, right? What is not great about this yet? Because that means it will happen and it will become better. So get real with it. And I was like, well, what's not great about this yet is I don't know the area. We don't have friends. Uh, you know, Vegas is someplace that uh, I don't want to have a bad connotation with. Like, oh, Jake lives in Vegas. Like, uh, it's kind of like, you know, Sin City, right? So how do I make the most of that? Right. So that, that was just some things that I realized. It's not great. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not by the ocean. <laughs> you know, that was a big factor. Um, it's a new environment. It's uh you know, it's going to be a new dynamic uh, being with, with the love of my life and, 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 and finding a way to create synergy with her. And there's going to be new problems that come up and new changes that come up. So that's not great yet. Right. We have to figure that out. So that's another great question is to realize when you're going through something that's a struggle, what's not great about it yet? Because the number one step to change is awareness. And when you get aware of what you're doing and what's going on. It's easier to know where you could go and how to get there. So that's question number three. Number four of this first principle, which is asking better questions, especially around the topic of change, is what am I willing to do to make it the way I want? What am I willing to do to make it the way I want? 
And if you don't really sit on this question, it's really easy to say, well, I'm willing to do anything. Okay, well, what is anything, right? That's another that's quality question. Okay, well, I guess I will, um, you know, go out there and find friends. I will go out there and socialize. I'll make sure that I'll go to the gym to just, you know, get around people that give me energy. That I was working out at our beautiful places uh, gym for a while. And yes, there was great people there. And I made a lot of connections right from the get-go. But I realized it was a little like, little dead in the gym. Not many people were going there. And I was like, I need social um, energy. And so I went to Lifetime Fitness and I was able to get that better experience. So that was what I was willing to do, to find new experiences, people to be around so I could get that energy that maybe I'm missing out on uh, from being back in California. What am I willing to do? I'm willing to embrace the suck. I'm, I'm unwilling to know that I'm not always right. And especially living with another amazing human, um, I need to understand that there's things that I don't know and I'm willing to uh, embrace the change, right? I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to uh, understand that there is a greater uh, side of all the things that we're going through, even if it's a little bit of a struggle. And that's something I'm willing to do. And to go to Sarah's example, she was probably willing to do anything. She was willing to just drive up to the gym for the first time in seven years. And yes, yes, she had it where she was able to drive with um, a modified car. It was awesome. And it was like a it was an infinity. It was like a GQ80 or something like that, whatever. It's like the little fast roadster. So she was ripping it. Um, and she was willing to finally get into the gym for the first time in seven years and see what she could do. And that's the day we met. And that was the day where also I had to embrace change because I was three months as a trainer and I was, uh, I didn't know if I could help her, right? That, Cause I was like, I'm so new. I haven't worked with someone with a spinal cord injury. I just, you know, like I, I don't want to mess it up. Right. But I had to make that decision and embrace the change of, hey, this is going to be my first client that I've worked with spinal cord injury. I'm going to make the most of it and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And that's what that question is, is what are you willing to do? So my question for you as you're listening right now is what are you willing to do to embrace this change you're going through? And there's got to be some sort of change you're going through, whether it's big or small, change is inevitable. It's always happening on the micro level or the macro level. Maybe something that you know is going to come up is going to be a big change. How are you going to prepare for that? Go through these questions. Write these things down because what happens is when you write it down, it comes from being that abstract thought to the concrete thought. It's all these things that you know that are floating through your head. But if you don't write it down, it's floating in the midst of all the sea of negative negativity. Right? It's up there with all these crazy thoughts and all these uh, disempowering beliefs and all. But once you write it down, you're, you're, you're deciding and choosing what you want to focus on because now it's on paper. So I recommend writing these things down. If you're really struggling through change and you want to embrace the change. Uh, this would be really great. And also, you know, share this with your team, share this with people that you know are going through a struggle. They need to hear these questions because I know you're personally developed right now, but there's a lot of people in your life that are not personally developed. They don't know what this is. Just a couple of years ago, I had no clue what this is. Isn't that beautiful how fast people could change in the better? Uh, you know, sometimes they could change for the worse too. However, you have that ability to share these questions, but first live it. So these are the four questions on that. And that's the first principle is number one, asking better questions. I hope that really helps you on that. Now, the second principle for embracing uh, change is the belief that God, life, the universe, whatever you personally believe in, it's the belief that it always, not sometimes, not when things are good, not when, you know, there's a Monday through Saturday that always works in your favor. The belief that God, life, the universe always works in your favor. Now, 
you might be thinking, well, like, Jake, what does that really mean? Like, I, I've heard of that, but like, okay, that's just like, you know, one of those like rah, rah, like, okay, feel happy about that. Well, no, you have to believe that if life is about growth and life is about expansion, right? Think about it from the moment you were <laughs> conceived, you were just this little cell, maybe a few cells, right? And you turn it to four, eight, 16, 20, but 20 billion, 32 trillion cells. The human body has 32 trillion cells and you are all of that. And it's constantly expanding and the cells are growing and dying and there's change happening at the micro millisecond in your body. I know it seems like kind of metaphysical, kind of crazy to even think about because we don't really learn these things. But that's the truth is there is change happening every microsecond. And you have to understand that it is for you to live and thrive. Your body is not made to, to, to die right? Unfortunately, that's just the process of life, but it's, it's doing its best to survive and to thrive. And, and if you believe that life always works in your favor and, and life has this ability to support uh, everything that's within this universe, then understand that you have the belief and you can have the belief, you can choose to have the belief that life always works in your favor. And it's it's tough when you are in the micro of it, when you're right in the storm, right? Because I want you to think back. Was there a situation that you now look back at? Maybe it was three months ago, three years ago, or three decades ago. And now it looks like, oh my gosh, I see why that happened. I see how I grew from that. Oh, that makes so much sense. I'm stronger from that. Uh, yeah, I'm never going to go down that route again. Is there something that comes to mind when you're thinking about that? I know for me, it was... Uh, this was definitely a more vulnerable topic, but it's my relationships, like my, my intimate relationships in college and even just growing up in general. I wasn't the type of guy that had relationships in the sense of like I was single. Like I've only had, um, I wouldn't even say really girlfriends because I, I always wanted the right, the, the right woman. I wanted the one I was going to marry. I had my beliefs where I was going to you know, find the right woman and she was going to be the one for the rest of my life. And if I didn't find that woman, it wasn't worth the time and I could focus on other things. And um, now it makes so much sense. But back in college and high school, especially high school, oh my gosh, like it was a struggle because that was the micro. I was in the storm and I was thinking, what's wrong with me? Right? Well, quality questions. Uh, I was thinking, you know, um, I thought I was, you know, handsome or good looking you know, like, why aren't they attracted to me? What's what's going on? Like, am I just not uh, am I not going to ever have like a uh, an amazing girlfriend? <laughs> you know, all these things where I felt the peer pressure and I felt the struggle and the shame and the doubt and my friends had the girlfriends. And after we play our basketball game, they had their girlfriends waiting for them. And, and it was just all lovey dovey. And then I'm just going back to my dorm room and and just just doing my thing and, and kind of being by myself. And it, it sucked. It was a struggle. And I definitely, at that time, in that time, I felt the loneliness. However, I am grateful for that struggle and that change because I believe, especially now, life always works in favor for me. Life always works for me, especially if I have a mission to contribute and give back and to allow this cycle to naturally flow through me and the energy and the abundance to flow through me. And I'm not trying to hold it all for myself, which is significance and ego driven then why wouldn't life work for me? And now when I look at it, I realize, wow, no, that was a blessing in disguise because I learned my integrity. I learned my discipline and my patience. And I learned that I did want, you know, the right relationship. And I am in the right relationship. And I found the most 
amazing woman I couldn't even fathom. And truthfully, I didn't even know there was a woman like her. And, um, and it was, it all makes sense now. And I'm so grateful I didn't have potential conflicts or problems or I was in the wrong relationship when it could have been the right relationship. And that was one situation I looked at where I believe that all happened for me, right? Even in the toughest of that. One more thing that uh, a story I just want to share so you could better understand me and just know that I'm not preaching from the mountaintop. I'm, I'm preaching from um, right next to you. And I want you to come up to the mountaintop with me and come alongside me. That's my nursing background. You know, if you listen to my first episode, not go back to my very first episode. I share my entire story. Trust me, uh, it's going to be worth it listening in because I, I make sure that I, I, it has a lot of engaging content and it makes sense on my story. But I got, I did four years becoming a nurse. Uh, got my Bachelor of Science in nursing. Uh, I believed that I was going to be a nurse and it was going to be a great paying job. And I was going to be able to use that to build stability in some sense where I could go and do some fun stuff. Like that's all I knew at that time. And the moment I decided internally, it took me a while to decide externally. I kept pushing it off internally that I was not going to be a nurse anymore. There was a lot of embracing of change. <laughs> there was a lot of embracing of uh, humiliation. There was a lot of embracing of uh, disrespect. There was a lot of embracing of uh, just shame in general. Um, you know, how could you not? want to go do that you already spent four years like you're wasting your time you're gonna go be a personal trainer what that doesn't even have you know life insurance you're not gonna make any good money uh, it's not long lasting I, I had the whole list of that and that was tough in the micro level as well even though I at that time I did have more beliefs that like this was my calling and I didn't know where I was gonna go but I had to deal with that change and that was not good, especially when it comes from people close in your circle, such as family and friends and maybe the, the parents of friends that were trying to talk you out of it. I was like, why are you talking me out of this? Like, we've never had this conversation. I've only respected you. And now you're telling me this? Like, that's kind of weird. But that was uh, a type of thing where, once again, I just knew things were working in my favor. And, and if only I had the mindset today, right now, as I speak to you of this, you know, God that works always in your favor type of mindset and belief. It would have been even easier back then, right? So, but that's just how life is. Sometimes we're, we don't have all the tools at that time, but we learn from it and we make it the most of it. And then we could teach that to other people. Well, hopefully if you don't know these tools or truly believe it, know that I've gone through this. And if I would have known that earlier, life could have been drastically different. So if your life is kind of feeling like this right now, then know it could be drastically different because you have these tools. You just have to believe it. And in the storm, you're like, no, 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 Jake, you don't know my story. You don't know what's going on. It's, it's, it's different. I get that. Right. And maybe I didn't go through a, a story or struggle as, as difficult as you, but I, I know there's people personally in my life, maybe people I've worked with or consulted, maybe just friends or family that I've seen some horrendous things. And I know if I asked them the same question and said, how are things today? Maybe it was five years ago. They will tell me how it all worked in their favor. All right. But don't be one of those few people that are the ones that are worse off because of it, even after the recovery and the, the, you know, going through the whole grieving process or the struggles or whatever it is that that's normal. But if you're still the one that is now worse off and you're actually dying and decaying and slowly just letting your, your spirit just erode, don't be one of those people. Let this be that shift for you right now. And it comes back to that belief that God always works in your favor because today, going back to my nursing story, I started to 
realized that this was the greatest backbone, especially when I got into personal training. That was, that was my start of my entrepreneurship. If you didn't know that, but, um, it allowed me to have more clients trust me right from the get go because they knew that I understood the body than most trainers that I had four years of experience. And plus on top of that, like I just knew how to work with people in general because I was literally helping people like get their lives back together while they're in the hospital bed, either you know, about to die or very close to it. So I understood how to work with humans. And so that really played a part. But then even more, it just allowed me to have a foundation of people know that I left something great to go do something even better. That when people look at a nurse, they're like, oh, that's a pretty good job. But if he's leaving nursing to go do something else, it must be bigger because this guy doesn't look like a fool. And if he doesn't look like a fool and I could tell he has some wit to him, there's something more extraordinary in his life. And when I realized that, I realized I had all the empowerment in the world if I chose it to be because I had the decision to leave something great to go do something extraordinary. So if you're someone right now that's been in the golden handcuffs that has been feeling that where you're getting paid great money, but you're working nine to five, maybe you're working nine to nine, you know, you're taking care of the family, but you are feeling dead inside. I'll tell you, find a decision, find a path, find a mentor from a guy to help you get out of that if you truly want to, because sometimes you can't go and get the keys yourself to go and lock those golden handcuffs. They're a little too tight to get that key there. But if you have someone that helps and gets the key there for you and you get unlocked and now they show you how to get out of there. Oh, you're on a whole new path. And that would be maybe that change that shows you that your golden handcuffs was the biggest and best decision to show that you left that for something even better. And one person I could think of right away is Robin Sharma. He's an incredible leader. He's wrote, written multiple New York Times bestsellers. I just listened to one of his new recent books called The Everyday Hero Manifesto. And, you know, he's also had an incredible book that was worldwide. Uh, it was The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. I haven't listened to that one. Uh, but Robin Sharma, interesting enough, he used to be, I believe it was a lawyer and, or he worked in the, the law space and, and, um, you know, great sounding job. He had the golden handcuffs, but he was dead inside. And when he left that, once again, he felt that humiliation. People were, uh, uh, judging him and saying, you're going to leave this to go, what do this, do what? And that was the ultimate testament for his life. So if that's you right now, just know that life always works in your favor. And if you have that belief, that will help you embrace change even in the toughest times. So that's number two out of the three principles. And the final principle I want to share with you is it's like the, the, the close cousin to the second principle. That when you believe that what life always works in your favor, then you could also have the belief that when one door closes, four more doors open. And once again, if you... Think back. The easiest thing to convince yourself, especially if you're learning new, these new concepts, and that's why I share these stories with you because I personally think back to uh, the stories or examples that I have for this because I'm not here to, like I said, preach from the mountaintop. Uh, I want to make it very real and raw so then it finally hits and it finally gives you that aha moment or it finally gives you a little bit of those God bumps going back in the back of your spine right now because it makes sense on a cellular level, not just an intellectual level, but a cellular level. And that means that it's going through every single cell of your body and it's just penetrating right to the bone. So when I was thinking about this concept of when one door closes, another four doors open, uh, it brought me back to right after college when internally I knew that I wasn't going to be a nurse, but externally I didn't know how to best describe that because I really didn't have a game plan, but I was set on it. 
And I was just kind of doing my own thing. I was doing my bodybuilding competitions to focus on me and, and be the best I could be in what in the, the thing I love, which was fitness and health. And in that time was when I got called to go play and on the exhibition team against the Hawaii pro basketball team called the Hilo Hammerheads. And once again, if you don't know this story, go back to the first episode to, to hear about this story. Um, but this was like my vengeance type of uh, mode because they didn't ask me to play on the team. They played, asked me to play against them. I was like, why didn't you guys ask me to try out for the team, right? So I went out there and, and we have the back-to-back games. And uh, basically, long story short, I did the best I've ever done in any game throughout college, high school, anything. I, and I was playing against pros. Uh, scored like 32 points, 17 rebounds the first time, 24 points, and like 15 rebounds, whatever it was. It doesn't really matter. But the coach was like blown away. And he was like, dude, we have one more spot for you. Do you want to sign with us? And I was like, my life was about to change. I was like, this is my gift. This was this was it. I'm about to play pro. Oh, my gosh. So I signed the contract. I was going to get paid to play, travel the world. It was It was the dream at that time. And I remember it so vividly. I was... I signed the contract and a couple weeks go by. I'm still getting ready for a competition, but I didn't know if I was going to do the second one because it's supposed to be during preseason and obviously basketball trumps, you know, trying to get stage ready, which is no carbs, you know, a lot of cardio, twice a day workouts. It, that wouldn't have worked if I was going to play pro. And I remember our, our coach basically went rogue. No one knew where he went. He wasn't responding to any of the team players. Players were in the Filipino league that were selling their stuff at their apartments, about to fly over. And there was that one day where we realized that season wasn't happening, that our coach didn't come back for whatever reason. We didn't know where he was and people were pissed or they were like confused. What the heck is going on? And I was devastated. I, I thought my one opportunity to play basketball was completely done. And at that time, that was my dream since third grade. That was my dream to, at that moment, was to feel significant, right? And I did a little reverse engineering on that. I realized that uh, I just wanted to be seen. I wanted to prove that I could do something great in my life, um, that, you know what, I felt so insignificant growing up, that this was the thing to say, hey, look at me now, right? It, it wasn't truly to its core, its best intentions, but I was devastated. I was like, there's no way there's not going to be another team. You know, I did the best I could have ever done. And that door closed. And for a couple of days, I was just really out of it. You know, didn't really, really want to work out, even though I went back to go do my second um, bodybuilding competition. And I remember from there, I was like, well, I had my online training certification. And because there was this one guy that reached out and said, hey, you do online training. And I was like, yeah, even though I didn't, but I got certified. I was like, well, I was like, I got the certification. You know, it's almost the new year. You know, I guess I'm going to go be a nurse for a bit, right? And I was like, oh, I have to go down this route of being a nurse. Uh, and nothing against nurses. This is just my own personal story, right? And I was like, well, maybe I should just go be a personal trainer. And let me go see. Let me search up the gyms around the island. I was in Maui at the time. And I searched up and I found this gym called Maui Parish Gym where they, I think they had like a spot for a trainer. I found out someone was just leaving. So there's a new, new spot that was open. And so I went there and did an application and I've never really worked in my life. Uh, I was on a full scholarship and I was doing nursing and basketball. So I took up all my time. And I remember January 1st, I, I got the job and I went and started working. And that door 
led to entrepreneurship and this idea of building my own life in a different way and, and doing business. And I had to learn from the get-go. Every day was a 30-minute drive. And I was listening to personal development. My first two podcasts ever were Ed Milet and Andy Frisilla. And at the, the moment of this podcast, um, I was just at Ed Milet's house a couple of days ago watching uh, Emily uh, interview him. And it was just a truly incredible experience because he was the first person I've ever listened to before. I've never listened to podcasts. But it forced me every day, 30 minute drive to the gym, listen to podcasts, learn how to do business. I was, nothing was handed to me. I had to get my own clients, my own marketing, do my own sales. I was like, how do I do sales? I've never sold a thing before. And um, that was the door that opens. And I look back at it, especially when it was six months, one year, two year, three year. Now it's almost been five years, four, four and a half years. That door is a door I am so grateful I walked through. Even though at that current moment, the one that closed with the basketball, which truly was devastating, and that was the glitz and the glam, and oh my gosh, I'm going to make the big bucks, and I can take care of my family and live this incredible life. That was devastating. But when that door closed, that other door opened, and maybe there was other ones too, but I was so laser locked through it that I walked through it, and I actually I didn't even really, yeah, I didn't even really run through it. I kind of walked through it because I was like, well, let me just go see what it is, right? So I, I, I didn't really run through it. But just taking those steps allowed me to gain some momentum. And now today, whenever there's a challenge, and, and maybe this is for you, whenever you see a challenge or a change and that door closes, I hope right away, you know, you could go through a process of being bombed or let down or struggling or whatever it is. But I hope you take your, your, your gaze from looking down at the ground and, and up and start swiveling your head and look at where are the doors? Because if you truly believe that there are multiple doors opening when one closes, and that's just a belief, right? And that's how you live life. And I can guarantee you that you will get into places you couldn't even imagine because that is a truth. There is a truth that there is always new opportunities if you see them, if you look for them, if you look hard enough. They're not always the most visible. Some of them might be behind some walls. Some of them might be behind a bunch of grass and leaves and you have to kind of you know cut your way through it. But I'll tell you, when you find that door, it will be the one that you should be going through because that's how life works. And if you were to go back in your life right now or look back one, three, five years from now, I'm sure there was moments that are just going aha moments right in your head right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how you embrace change. Realize that, you know what? I'm not going to be in California anymore. However, when I'm in Vegas, I know that there's going to be other opportunities and doors that open. And there already has been. I'm going to more events now and I'm meeting people I couldn't even imagine and networking with them and now having some business partnerships because the door opened where I'm closer to these events. I just got back at the recording of this podcast from uh, being at Ed Milet's house, but also an incredible week with Emily in, in California and uh, going out there. And now I get to go out there and do business and life. And it's not that I live there full time so I can enjoy the moment more and be more purposeful with these connections when I'm there. That was another great door that opened. Right. And for Sarah's story, all these doors that closed. Yeah, maybe her door that closed was that she could walk again, even though I had every belief in my body and I tried everything I could to help her walk. I was doing all these mind muscle connections. And, you know, after 12 weeks, she was able to use muscles she couldn't even use before. You know, her core was tighter than she could ever. She couldn't even hold her arms out when we first started. And just over 12 weeks of the mind-muscle connection, rewiring those nerves that, that went dormant because she was, you know, paralyzed at that time. And still is to this day, but she was able to then start doing pull-ups and, and hold a medicine ball out in front of her and do little twists with her core where before she could even hold her arms out. I had all this belief that I wanted to help her walk. So I was, I was really helping her focus and I was like doing like 
movement with her leg and all these things. And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling muscles that are not even, couldn't even feel before. So that was, that was something that I really wanted. But maybe that door of her not ever being able to walk again shut and it looked super devastating. The doors of, you know what? I actually have a superpower now. And I actually, I've always had this superpower, but I've revealed it even more that people now could see me that if I'm going out and still, she was like, she was riding a surfboard. They had a surfboard her, she hooked her up, got hooked up to, she's going out and still traveling the world. And, and she's taking care of her beautiful young boy that she had after the, the, um, the injury. That was wild. She was like, yeah, the doc was saying, you don't even need epidural. Cause she was like, I couldn't even feel a thing. Right. And she had her beautiful young child, Charlie. and. That opened up doors for new opportunities, for new connections, for new ways of showing that she is more resilient and more capable of any other person because she could do the things even when people look at it as a limitation, but she doesn't look at it as a limitation. She sees that change as an empowering change. So my question is for you, what's the change that you need to embrace? What's the change that has been looked at as a negative? or something that's not serving you, and how can you reframe it to now embrace that change? Because you might be still going through it right now. Or if change is on its way, which change is inevitable, it's going to happen sooner or later, how can you best implement this right now? All right, remember, number one is ask those better questions. What can I learn from this? What's great about this change? What's not great about this change yet? And what am I willing to do to make it the way I want it? The second principle is believing that God always works in your favor. How can you start implementing that today? Well, even on the small stuff, start to train your brain and your mind to believe that because once your brain and mind believes it, because your soul already believes it, you are in alignment. And that is a beautiful thing. Number three is when one door closes, just know that another four doors are open. You just got to take that gaze from looking down at your feet and feeling sorry for yourself and look up and say, Where's the next door? And where am I walking or where am I running or sprinting through? Because that's probably the path you've been on. I know if you're on this podcast right now listening, you've had those situations. You've had some change in good ways and bad ways and you've overcame it. Maybe this brought just a little bit of light on how you got through it and realize that these were the things you were doing even though you didn't realize that. So now moving forward, when you have the tools and you know what tools to use, oh, that's just, it's, it's exponential growth. It's an exponential uh, speed that you can go because of this. So take these three principles. Take it from me knowing that these are the ones that stood out to me the most. And hopefully that implements into your life and helps to change your life. Hey, I appreciate you guys so much for being on this podcast. And, you know, only if you get massive value from this podcast, only if you really felt a difference from this, it would mean the world to go on your, your, your podcast app, whether you're on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, we're on all the podcast apps and just go in and leave a review right now. Honestly, I know that seems like a little inconvenience. It shouldn't take you more than 30 seconds, but it really helps to expand this mission because my mission is to serve. And fortunately and unfortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, this message gets promoted when there are more reviews, when people could see your message and say, wow, this person wrote this quality message, it must be good. Let me take a let me take a peek at it and listen. And that one podcast they listen to, their whole life can be changed from that. And I've seen it time and time again. So when you leave that message, that review, it really means a lot. So if you could do that, that'd be amazing. Appreciate you so much. Go create your strategic life. 
and I'll see you in the next episode.